If you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. All right, good morning, folks. Welcome to the party. Today is <clears throat> Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Welcome to episode number 561 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier. And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, the pain, Matt McDaniel, Victor Agbana, Carrie, Mr. Green Reads, Emilio Garcia, Alpha Sierra, Tree Hugger, Matthew Necci, Mario S., Eric Taylor, the mods. Like Jesse Johnson, Jenny Housley, Kimberly can fix it. Folks coming in on LinkedIn like Logan Fuller, Unknown, and many others. And of course, Marcus Kyler and the entire Yeet contingent coming in strong. We're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you use this information to drive cyber risk reduction for your business stakeholders? Or if you're looking to break into the industry, don't worry. We've got value here for you, too, in buckets because you will be asked in any job interview, how do you stay current on the industry? Right here is a dynamite answer on top of that. I might add that if you look at the chat just flowing across the screen right now, like Ellery Dora or Gary Sturgiotis, current uh, baton holder, Robert Cooper, the level of networking is next level and believe me when i tell you that networking is incredibly valuable for your career so say what's up say hello be part of the crew welcome to simply cyber community hashtag team sc in chat like mr green reads is pulling off paula terranova with the blue badge 15 months good to see you paula terranova team replayed too many days but your team live today my friend all right, guys. Now, just as a reminder, I do not prep or research any of the stories that we're going to be covering today. I'm coming in hot, hot, hot. Just, you know, just because that's how I like to do it, right? You know, um, doesn't do you any good if I do all the prep work and I'm like, ooh, look how smart I am. No, it's like, let's do this like we work together and we're at the coffee pot this morning, grabbing a cup of coffee, talking about the top news, right? All right. Now, before I get into it, I do want to... Um, Say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, those businesses that not only do I support and endorse, but enable me to show up every single morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time and deliver this podcast to you. Thank you so much. Starting with Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But guess what? You know what Barricade Cyber Solutions does to threat actors? They know how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at BarricadeCyber.com. Links in the description below. Also want to say shout out and love. What's up, Emmanuel? Dark, good to see you. Shout out and love to Panopsi Cyber. Get a partner who understands your cyber program. 
and your business goals, and soon to have an emote uh, in stream coming soon. Put up site. <clears throat> if you're operating left of boom and you need help, whether it's staff augmentation or it's just some uh, guidance and leadership from someone who's been down the road, then there's no shame in that. There's no shade in that. Get the help you need in order to drive cyber risk reduction. So whether it's something tactical like a tabletop exercise or a quantified risk assessment, or it's something a bit more strategic like, I don't know, calendar year 24 um, information security program planning. Let's just say, let's just say you had a, a cyber incident at your business, right? And you clean it up and then the leadership is like, oh, bro, like we'll cut you a check for as much as you want. How much do you need? Like, how do you answer that question? If you don't know what your program looks like and where you're going, then you don't really know how to answer that question. Believe me, just as a quick aside, getting getting a huge lump of money sounds cool, but if you don't know how to spend it, it's not gonna be good for multiple reasons. And one uh, could look really bad, like when you can't show the value for your uh, investment at the end of the year. So giddy up on that also want to say shout out and love to anti-siphon training but more about these beautiful babies at the mid-roll i want to remind you each episode of the daily cyber threat briefing is worth half a cpe one half a cpe so say what's up in chat hashtag team sc just like joel harrison did over on linkedin i'll do it myself and you'll see it come scrolling through here hashtag team sc grab a screenshot file it away in a folder on your desktop and once a year when you need to do your CPEs for whatever certifications you manage, you'll just count the number of files, number of screenshots, and multiply by 0.5, and then you're done, right? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, giddy up on that. All right. So super pumped. Finally, before I go, if today is your first episode, as it usually we get a couple first timers in here every single day. If episode 561 is your first episode, if this is the first time you're hearing me or seeing the show or whatever, welcome to the party, pal. Please say hashtag first timer in chat. We love, love welcoming newcomers to the circle. We make it as welcoming and as comfortable as we possibly can, but we can't show you the special emotes and we can't play the special sound effects unless you tell us hashtag first timer and let us know that you're here for the first time. With that, I welcome you all very much. Please do me a favor, get your coffee. I've got my coffee in my sweet water uh, mug here. I'm going to take a slug off of it. And then it's time to get to work. As fun as it is, as fun as it is to play music and talk, we've got we've got work to do, people. Khalil Lazar knows how to welcome a first timer. Very nice. Not a deep fake second time. Judges, yes, we're going to count that. All right, Apple in the A with a first timer. Welcome to the party, pal. Apple A. Welcome to the party. Apple in the A. Let me get you those emotes. Uh, I do promise them, so we're gonna do it. All right, let me take a slug off this thing. Uh, T O T one real Roy. Uh, welcome to the party, pal. First time live. Here we go. Hmm. Ariel Bethia. Ariel Bethia. Welcome to the party, pal. All right, guys, uh, 100th time, Michelle Dane. 100th time, judges. Yes, I'm getting a nod, Michelle Dane. Welcome to the party, pal. All right, guys, for real, though, we got work to do, so let's get into it. I'll see you guys at the mid-roll. It is Tidbits Tuesday, so I'll share a little uh, something about me at the mid-roll. Let's go. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. Hey! 
these. Ojoma, Ojoma, Ohimi. Welcome to the party, pal. Cybersecurity headlines for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm Sean Kelly. Lockbit disrupted by global police operation. On Monday, an operation led by the FBI and the UK's National Crime Agency and other international partners seized servers and disrupted the infrastructure used by the Lockbit ransomware syndicate. Lockbit's leak sites displayed messages that they'd been seized, while a representative of the gang confirmed on X, quote, FBI pwned me, end quote. The takedown is the latest FBI global operation targeting cybercrime infrastructure under Rule 41, a legal framework that enables the agency to access computers across multiple jurisdictions. Lockbit first emerged in September of 2019 and is believed to be the world's most widely used ransomware variant. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so a couple things here. All right. Way to go, law enforcement. First of all, I love it. Second of all, dude, global law enforcement is on a freaking tear right now, taking out these tier one threat actors. That Hansel's so hot right now. Oh, yeah. International law enforcement is so hot right now. Let's get it. I'm going to do a, <clears throat> a Chief Wiggum, um, uh, Will Ferrell um, emote mi- mashup, dude. This is awesome. I love it. I love it. We saw Black Cat Alfie get smacked in the mouth. Now Lockbit is getting hit. Um, I, I saw yesterday in uh, mod chat, Eric Taylor had shared, um, like literally, and see if I can bring this up. Literally, Lockbit um, released a. Oh, I'm sorry. It was uh, BSEC. BSEC did it. Um, look at this. This is Lockbit uh, emailed their affiliates. Now, remember, Lockbit is a ransomware as a service service. So any like they manage the back end infrastructure, the encryption, the data exfil, the file storage, the uh, the um, uh, the ransom payments, all that. And all you have to do as an affiliate is infect a machine. And basically give Lockbit a piece of the action. So because of that, <clears throat> Lockbit has tons of affiliates using their stuff. Lockbit gets pwned and brought down by law enforcement. Again, I love it. Thank you so much. But they send this email out to their affiliates, right? Hey, we're reaching out to inform you of a recent security incident may have affected you. What happened? What information was involved? Like literally... This is what I'm talking about when I say that these tier one threat actor operations are like real businesses. They are, it's just that their business is crime, which is the only problem here. Dude, this straight up is just short of saying your security and privacy is important to us. And here's 12 months of identity theft protection. Uh, Look at actually provided free credit monitoring. This must be a joke. This must be a joke. There's no way Lockbit is providing credit monitoring services for 12 months. You can see it right there. This is hilarious. Um, so maybe maybe this is a joke. Maybe this is a joke and they did not actually send this out, but um, but it's funny as hell. Uh, sorry, Kennedy. It is hilarious. Okay, so Lockbit gets brought down. Guys, Lockbit has been an absolute scourge on, um, on, on society, right? Lockbit has taken out schools, municipalities, um, like manufacturing companies, et cetera. Lockbit has been nasty. It's Lockbit 3.0 at this point. I'm loving this. I can't wait. <clears throat> this was this was the kind of win that we needed uh, in order to kind of move the needle on all of this. Now, as I said before, it only 
matters if they get the brain trust behind it, right? Because if they don't get the people who are behind Lockbit, then simply it's going to be called, you know, you know, donkey bits or whatever, you know, like it, it like it, it'll just be something else in three to six months. Okay. Um, I just love this. You know, it would be awesome. I don't know if we can get, um, a law enforcement agent who's involved with this eventually on the uh, channel, but it would be awesome to interview him about this. Uh, look, dude, they took out more than a hundred affiliates. Um, and it looks like they may have uh, seized $144 million in, in ransomware money, 2,000 businesses impacted. Damn, man. This is awesome. This is an absolute win. We should take a victory lap for this one. You know, I, I typically reserve this song for getting jobs, but to me, this, this counts. I came in like a Absolutely crushing it. Nice job, FBI. Nice job, Europol. Look at this. It's like the Olympics, except it's it's law enforcement kicking butt of ransomware. I love it. Cactus leaks Schneider electric data on dark web. Following up on a story we brought to you late last month on cybersecurity headlines, the Cactus ransomware gang have leaked a 25 megabyte sample of the French energy giant's stolen data on their dark web leak site. Cactus gained access to Schneider Electric's sustainability division on January 17th. The gang is now threatening to leak all of the allegedly stolen data if their ransom demand is not paid. The nature of the stolen data is still unknown, but Schneider Electric's sustainability business provides services to many high-profile companies worldwide. All right. I I don't know <clears throat> if this is a follow-up story, but uh, maybe two weeks ago, Schneider Electric was involved in a ransomware incident, and it impacted only their sustainability business uh, unit. Uh, actually, you can see right here, uh, right here, the ransomware group gained access to the sustainability one January 17th, which was, you know, four weeks ago. Um, and now they're just extorting the company. Okay. Whatever. Um, again, it says could include sensitive information. This is one of those ones where <clears throat> it looks like, um, uh, Eric Taylor with a 12 months. Thanks, Eric Taylor. Uh, there's also talk in here about making it a drinking game. Every time I say ransomware drink, uh, maybe we could get bingo cards stood up and uh, we could do raffles. Um, so here's the deal. Um, this Cactus ransomware operator, they're trying to extort money from Schneider Electric. We'll see if Schneider Electric pays. I mean, here's the deal. 25 megs of data was leaked on the dark web today as proof that that's all there is. Okay, so this is like Cactus ransomware. Oh. Eric Taylor with the gifted subs. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you so much, Eric Taylor. If you're one of the recipients, like Hemoglobin, Valentino, uh, Brent B, if you're a recipient of the gifted subs, do, uh, okay, is 100 gifted subs. All right, if you're a recipient of 100 gifted subs, uh, definitely uh, thank Eric Taylor and the Barricade Cyber Solutions team up there. Um, okay, so guys, this is basically ransomware 101. So if you were looking, if you're looking for a modern ransomware case study, this one is perfect. Okay, Cactus ransomware, not not a tier one uh, threat actor, just kind of like you know middle of the road ransomware threat actor. Uh, claims to have stole 1.5 terabytes of data. They probably did. 
Uh, here's the deal. They encrypted and they stole data. So that's the double extortion technique. Encrypted data and exfiltrated, exfiltrated data. Then they've released some data, in this case, 25 megabytes, but they've released some data set on the dark web in order to validate and verify that they have, in fact, yes, um, have that data and they're proving it, right? And now they're trying to extort... Um, they're trying to extort Schneider Electric. Schneider Electric's multi-billion dollar business. I'm sure Cactus Ransomware Group thinks that they're going to get a small piece of the action. Why wouldn't they? Um... Yes, thank you, Jay and Michelle. Um, yeah, the company reported 28 billion. I, it doesn't say how much. Uh, it doesn't say how much Cactus Ransomware is asking for. But I'm sure if they if they think they're thinking like, oh, if we ask for 200 grand. That's like a tenth of a percent of their annual revenue. Why wouldn't they pay it? So we'll see. But this this cactus ransomware, like I'm not saying it's cool for uh, for Schneider Electric, but what I am saying is this is a you know garden variety basic B ransomware you know incident basically. LV Gang takes credit for Loan Depot and Prudential attacks. On Friday, the notorious ransomware group known as Black Cat and LV named the financial giants as their latest victims on their leak site. Based on messages published by the hackers, both companies have refused to pay a ransom. LV said it's in the process of selling the stolen Loan Depot data, which allegedly includes more information than was mentioned in the company's breach notification. The gang indicated on Friday that it still had access to Prudential's systems and indicated that they're considering leaking Prudential's data for free, quote, so journalists can investigate financial wrongdoing, end quote. This comes just after U.S. authorities announced a reward of up to $10 million for information on the Black Cat Group's leaders and up to $5 million for any affiliate. All right. Uh, first of all, this uh, AI-generated art is fantastic. Black Cat hacker hoodie. Uh, it's got the neon pinks and blues. Obviously, I'm a big fan. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, again, Black Cat Alfie, Tier 1 ransomware threat actor group up there with uh, Lockbit. As I mentioned, same thing with Lock that I mentioned with Lockbit. If they don't get the people behind the operation, then you're not really going to slow it down. All you do is like, it's like a speed bump. It's like, <clears throat> like if for this one, for Lockbit, for example, if they don't capture the individuals, it's like Lockbit uh, went into pit row and it's just getting like new tires and a full tank of gas, right? They're going to get back on the racetrack and go bananas. Same with Black Cat Alfie. If you remember a couple of months ago <clears throat> or a couple of weeks ago, whatever, like between two and eight weeks ago, uh, law enforcement dis uh, took down Black Cat Alfie, but only, uh, I guess, for a few days here. Um, and now they're right back up and running. You could see <clears throat> these two financial uh, industry targets, uh, Black Cat is saying they took down, which if Black Cat is saying that they did it, it's highly Hi, I have high confidence that they did do it. Black Cat is not known for <clears throat> um, making crap up or, or saying they did something. <clears throat> there was one threat actor group that was kind of making stuff up, but they, they kind of like faded into the, um, they faded. Remember last year, there was like a threat actor group that was kind of like claiming other threat actors attacks. Um, I can't remember. It definitely had all the hallmarks of like a punk. <clears throat> but anyways. Um, so us announced a reward of $10 million for information on black cat groups, leaders and 5 million for any affiliate. So <clears throat> they are definitely making, um, 
excommunicado, right? If you're a John Wick fan, uh, the Black Cat group leaders are excommunicado to the tune of $10 million, where you're going to get hopefully some action. And uh, <clears throat> this just, to me, this just further indicates that, um, you know, law enforcement is kind of not really got any great leads on where this um, leadership is for the Black Cat. But dude, $10 million. I mean, hell, you know what I mean? Like, why not just take the, um, take some of the money that you're, you're taking from Lockbit, right? Like, for example, Lockbit, they just recovered like $144 million. Like, give a huge piece of that to whoever can bring down Black Cat. We should make it like, like a, you know, dystopian kind of running man type game show uh, where the prizes are huge and the, the, uh, the game is to like root out these threat actor leadership, uh, individuals. Anyways, this sucks. TLDR ransomware is ransomware. Nothing is changed on what you should be doing, how you should be protecting unless your, um, information security program is like a level four or higher. Just continue to do the fundamentals, the basics, MFA, uh, privileged access management, network segmentation, and user awareness training. It's like all, all the things that we always talk about, just keep doing them. Backups, tabletop exercises, recovery processes. Uh, okay. Wise Camera Breach let customers see into other people's homes. Last week, the webcam company announced that 14 people reported briefly seeing into a stranger's property using their Wise camera. The number of affected customers has now ballooned to 13,000. Wise sent an email to customers apologizing for the breach, but also says its web hosting provider, Amazon Web Services, is partly to blame. Wise claims AWS is behind their hours-long camera outage on Friday and indicated the incident stemmed from a third-party caching client library mixing up the device ID and the user ID mappings while bringing all cameras back online at the same time. Wise says about 1,500 people tapped to enlarge the thumbnail to get a better look through someone else's camera. The company is now scrambling to add additional verification and caching protocols to prevent this from occurring again in the future. And now... Uh, yeah, not good. This is why, um, <clears throat> like, listen, whenever you make a decision, okay, whenever you make a decision, I don't care if it's deciding whether to get the steak or the fish, or you're making a decision whether to install, um, you know, camera secure, like surveillance cameras at your property. It, it, anything you decide, okay, is a risk-based decision. Okay, you want to name your kids like your boy Sue, boy named Sue. That's there's some risks associated with that, right? You want to um, eat sausages and like just go go ham on your diet uh, during the Super Bowl. There are risks associated with this. This is why GRC is so important and so awesome, and why I'm always beating the GRC drum. When you make the decision to put uh, webcams inside your home. While it's not part of the standard um, package, you're not going to read it on the side of the camera box, but you do run a risk of potentially having somebody unauthorized view into that camera. Okay? The same can be said about these personal digital home uh, assistants, right? Your Google Homes, your, your Echo devices. It's possible someone can tap in and turn it on as a listening device. You are making that risk-based decision. Now, the, the likelihood is pretty low, just like with this wise camera, but it is not zero. You will always have residual risk in anything you decide. The only way to avoid 
The compromise here is to not install the cameras in your home. Now, this so this is what I'm saying with um, in general, right? So that's a, a bigger picture risk-based decision choice. Now, wise cameras uh, are super easy. I actually have one. They're super easy to set up. They're super, you can deploy them. They're magnetic. They're low. They are IoT devices 101. Internet of things, basic, 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 super easy. Okay. Now, in this particular instance, because of some snafu with some third-party caching library, like a very nuanced issue, uh, other people were able to spy into other people's homes. Curiosity, right, guys? If all of a sudden you have access to a camera and it's looking into someone's house, uh, voyeurism uh, and curiosity are going to grab hold. So, like, double-click to enhance, right? And boom, there you go. Who knows what they saw? Likely probably nothing, but it's an invasion of privacy, um, I could see Wise potentially being sued if someone really wanted to push this, um, but this is the risk you take. And uh, so, anyways, if you're running Wise, there's a chance that it it um, there's a chance that you had some privacy uh, invasion. But I think I think the real TLDR here is that you know whenever you're making decisions, you've got to think through like all of the permutations. And really that's honestly like what, um, that's like what people who are really good at cybersecurity uh, often can do, especially offensive security. It's thinking of interesting ways to use technology in a way it was never designed for, right? And that's that's um, thinking of those kind of case uh, use cases and fringe examples are what usually like offensive security people uh, are really good at. Uh, DJ B sex says, grab, uh, guys, jump into my camera before I update it. No, that's right. My wise camera is in a, a basket. I actually use it for a lab that I do. Um, I have a, like a really cool lab where you basically, um, do a denial of service attack on the wise camera, but it keeps its last image. So you basically can put the camera on something like my coffee cup, like say my coffee cup is all of a sudden super valuable. You can put the camera on it, then do the denial of service attack on the wireless and then grab the mug and the camera feed doesn't change. So it's like it's like a cool little lab experiment that you can do. All right, let's keep going. A word from our sponsor, Conveyor. Conveyor, the security questionnaire automation software, one of our customers dubbed my favorite security tool of the year, is now even better. They've upgraded their browser extension for portal-based questionnaires, and it can now autofill OneTrust portal questionnaires in one click. You can test the AI in a free proof of concept at www.conveyor.com. That's C-O-N-V-E-Y-O-R.com. Mention this podcast for five free questionnaire credits when you purchase an enterprise plan. All right. Welcome to the mid-roll. everybody i hope you're having a great show whether you're getting entertainment value or educational value do me a favor and hit that like button it goes a long way to helping other people discover the channel that's basically what it's all about hit the like button it's not for vanity metrics it's literally to trigger the youtube algorithm to uh tell other people looking for cyber content what we're doing here I want to say thanks again to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber, Panopsi, and Anti-Siphon Training. Guys, Anti-Siphon Training is disrupting the traditional training industry by providing high-quality, cutting-edge education to everyone, regardless of financial position. And they offer their students the opportunity to learn skills, 
practice what is taught and engage with the community in a fun and more importantly, inclusive way. That's why I'm such a fan of anti-siphon and barricade cyber solutions, because not only are they awesome, but they are inclusive, which is right in my wheelhouse as far as simply cyber values. So go to antisiphontraining.com, links in the description below, and uh, check out their upcoming training schedule. They have an entire series called Pay What You Can, which means you can pay $0 and get unbelievable training. So giddy up on that. All right. All right, Simply Cyber Community Challenge. My man Gary Sturgiotis is currently the baton holder. Guys, if you're looking to blow up your professional network, listen up. This is how to do it for five minutes a day. Super easy. You can blow it up. Go to LinkedIn, the social media website. Search for posts using the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Just search for hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. When the posts come up, Comment on the posts, connect with the poster, connect with the people in comments. Let me repeat that. Comment on the post, connect with the original poster, connect with the people in the comments. That's five minutes a day. Go grab Gary Sergiotis, uh post and connect with him. Go grab, you know, there's 250 posts. Go grab any or all of them. Now, here's the important thing. The next person who comes through is going to connect with the people in the comments, which is you. So passively, you're blowing up your professional network. It's awesome. Now, I asked Gary Sergiotis if he'll tag somebody. We have one person a day, carry the baton. Gary, if you could tag somebody, maybe John L. If John L's in chat, he wanted it yesterday. Whoever gets the baton, please go to LinkedIn and make your post. Use the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge and tag me so I can uh, amplify it. But let us know your story. Why are you into cyber? Why are you part of Simply Cyber Community? What are you up to? Where are you going? Where you been? Share your story. Let us get to know you. Simple as that. Thank you very much. All right. Every single day of the week has a special segment, and today is Tidbits Tuesday, um, where I share a little bit about myself. Um, I, I wasn't really prepared for this. But I will say, um, I think maybe you guys already know this, but um, I love, I love ramen. I love ramen. There's a spicy ramen joint uh, here in the Low Country that opened that I love, and um, I don't know if anyone else in chat's a big ramen fan. I may have already shared this as a um, tidbits Tuesday, but uh, I love ramen. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Catch me outside. How about that, ramen? Yes, get your la-la-la-las on. All right. Hey, Marcus G with the seven months, the Simply Cyber Love. All right, let's go, let's go. On Valentine's Day, Ukraine's cyber police arrested a 31-year-old for distributing Trojan malware he promoted as free resource downloads on websites that he administered. The payload infected desktop and Android devices and siphoned user data, which the hacker then used to gain access to online banking and Google accounts of the victims.
The hacker sold account access on the dark web, arranging Bitcoin payments over the phone using a Russian phone number. Authorities arrested the subject at his home and confiscated assets, including a luxury Mercedes-Benz SUV. The suspect now faces up to eight years in prison and confiscation of all property for violations of Ukraine's criminal code. Ukrainian authorities say that the suspect had accomplices whose identities they hope to obtain during the ongoing investigation. All right. So this is a, this is good, man. This is why we need EDR solutions and point detection response. So this guy basically set up websites and had free download resources. Like, I don't know what the resources were, but like, you know, Hey, clean your machine or organize your stuff or speed up your machine. Right? Like it doesn't matter whatever you're saying it does. And it's, it's, it was Trojanized. So maybe it actually did do what it was supposed to do. Oh, it's a calculator. Oh, it's a Hello Kitty, whatever. Doesn't matter. And also it's a keylogger. So it's stealing your creds. And uh, this was a full business. So the guy had uh, IT infrastructure that he was maintaining. He probably had to patch his WordPress and stuff. Ah, you got to patch it. And he was basically uh, enabling people to infect themselves, self-selecting into infecting themselves, and then he would steal their creds, log into their bank accounts, and then I suppose um, steal their money or exfil their uh, money somehow, whatever. Um, I just like this is a picture taken from law enforcement, by the way. This photo is taken of the, of the uh, suspect's computer desk. I want you to take a look at that because all the time, all the time, even in this story, this is what you see. This is the sensationalized, ridiculous Hollywood version of what a hacker's space looks like. You can see we've got wires hanging from the ceiling. This looks like a converted, very industrial um, setup. Like, ooh, yeah, like we're, we're in this, uh, in we're in the um, gaslight district right next to the um, to the baseball stadium, and um, you know, it's it's like you know. The, the property owner died years ago and no one no one knows we're here, right? But in reality, this is what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like the guy's crammed into a corner. His desk is all cluttered and crap. He's got a radiator by his foot. Like his chair doesn't even look that comfortable. This is what it really looks like. So don't think, don't think for a minute that like hackers and cyber threat actors are, you know, uber cool with their like, Mission Impossible Industrial uh, Headquarters. This is what it really looks like, okay? And all it is is, you know, basically a nerd with some websites and send, showing malware, every, shoving malware down people's throats. I mentioned earlier having good EDR. Guys, it's super easy for people to fall, especially kids, honestly, uh, to fall for, oh, hey, download this free stuff. Download this and get this free thing, right? Free Fortnite skins, free Robux, right? And there you go. So with an endpoint detection response tool, that's pretty good, EDR tool. When you detonate the free resource to do whatever it is, when it starts doing that trojanizing activity, that key logging or that C2 uh, network connection, the PowerShell scripts, pulling down additional payloads, like whatever it's doing. Hopefully your EDR solution has behavior-based analytics and it's able to detect that the bad is happening, okay? Also, uh, really, really important to point out, um, if this just steals credentials, that's fine. Because if you have multi-factor authentication like you should, 
those credentials aren't going to do you much good until you get um, the MFA or they steal a session token, right? All right. India and Meta introduced Deepfake Hotline. On Monday, India's Misinformation Combat Alliance and Meta said they plan to launch a dedicated fact-checking helpline on WhatsApp to combat deceptive AI-generated deepfakes. The initiative will establish a network of independent fact-checkers and research organizations called the Deepfakes Analysis Unit, or DAU, to address viral misinformation. Beginning in March, the public can flag deepfakes through the WhatsApp chatbot, which will offer multilingual support in English and three regional languages. Cool. Internet X. All right. Hey, I mean, here's the deal. If you're going to have, um, if you're going to combat deep fakes, yes, you can use technology to kind of detect it. We saw yesterday that at the, um, whatever that, you know, Davos of cybersecurity event was that, uh, you know, what, what was it in, um, Iron Man or Captain American civil war, like the Sokovia accords or whatever it was like, if you're going to have this, like, multi big tech you know justice league around uh combating deep fakes especially around election security then you've got to make it easy for people to help you and in this instance um they're making it wicked easy by allowing anyone to forward um what is suspected to be a deep fake for you know i suppose analysis or identification essentially crowdsourcing um the detection uh for some of the deep fake stuff so Good on you. I'm sure there's going to be an A-load of false positives being sent. Oh, this can't be real. Oh, this is like sensational. Oh, this is um, emotionally charging to me. It's got to be a deep fake. Whatever. I'm sure they'll they'll handle that. Um, using WhatsApp makes it very simple. Obviously, WhatsApp is a like messenger type app. Um, I loathe that I have it installed on my device, uh, but I do need it for one very specific reason. Um, so. You could see there. It said they're doing it in uh, India and somewhere else. Um, India and where? Um, I don't know. I, they were doing it in two different countries, India and somewhere else. But um, I kind of find it interesting that they're doing it in India initially. I don't know if it's a like a pilot because that's a good. Um, that's a good population for piloting stuff like this um you know or maybe maybe i'm just like biased as an american but you know i would think a lot of the deep fake action and the concern especially since meta is an american-based company would be around and, and these accords that they just made around deep fakes uh would be focused on u.s election integrity but well you know whatever we'll see hopefully this is just the beginning of this type of behavior and we see more of this kind of opportunity maybe on Twitter, like have Twitter, uh, have people be able to forward what appears to be deep fake posts and content on Twitter to some type of adjudication bot. It's disrupted with one DNS packet. Researchers have discovered a serious vulnerability in the domain name service security extensions or DNSSEC that could be exploited to deny internet access. The flaw has been dubbed Keytrap and stems from the DNSSEC validation requirement to send all relevant cryptographic keys for supported ciphers. The researchers developed an algorithmic complexity attack that can increase by 2 million times the CPU instruction count in a DNS resolver, thus delaying its response from anywhere between 56 seconds and 16 hours. 
The researchers claim that using Keytrap, an attacker could completely disable large parts of the worldwide internet. The flaw has been present since 1999 and it impacts all popular domain name service implementations and services. Since November, researchers have worked with DNS service providers such as Google and Cloudflare to deploy mitigations which limit the number of allowable cryptographic failures. All right, all right. Uh, two things here. Uh, hold on. What two things? That, okay, hold on. <laughs> all right. So if you're running DNSSEC, um, you know you definitely want to get this sorted out. Um, I'm not sure if. Well, okay. So two things. One, this is a real uh, threat, right? Obviously, but it makes me it makes me want to do this really quickly. This meme right here. Ah, you'd have to be running DNSSEC to be impacted. Ha 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 ha. Like we haven't been running DNSSEC in the first place. LOL. Like we're protected, right? This is one of those few times where you're actually not impacted and you're more secure because you're not implementing the security protocol. I, I'm being I'm being playfully humorous here, but you get my you get my point. All right. So here's the deal. I have implemented DNSSEC. It is get ready for it. I want to say uh sc22 Ooh, let's go really quickly if you know me for a minute you know that i love i love getting my um my nist 853 controls is sc22 dns sec mm. yes ha winner winner chicken dinner boom um <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I love it. I think it's SC22 and SC21, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, allow me this uh, one luxury. Yep, there it is. Oh, winner. All right, sorry. Sorry, it, for me personally, I just absolutely um, love uh, the recall on 853. Okay, so check it out. Um, if you're running DNSSEC, uh, you may have to address, like, obviously this needs to be addressed. However, if you're getting your DNS from like other places, right? So like, in I like say you're at your home and your ISP is your DNS resolver, or you use 8.8.8.8 for Google DNS resolution, then don't worry about this because it's the DNS resolver that needs to take action. If you work at a large company, right? That has your own DNS, maybe you run internal DNS and external DNS, well, then now you need to uh, push this through to your IT counterparts, your your DJ BSEX, if you will, and um, make sure that this gets addressed. I think it, it's a vulnerability, so I'm assuming ah, you've gotta patch it. You just have to patch it. Um, you may also have to just disable something. Um, let me see if I can figure out what the what the work is here. Um, Yeah. Anyways, it it can result in a uh, denial of service attack. Essentially, uh, DNS doesn't work anymore. And unless you're going to be delivering IPv4 addresses to your end users and customers, uh, then you'd obviously want to get this um, get this sorted out. All right, BSEC's going to forward this to himself. Thank you, BSEC. Uh, continuing on. Two Israeli aircraft hijacked via cyber attack. According to the Jerusalem Post, two passenger aircraft flying from Thailand to Israel fell victim to cyber hijacking. 
The two El Al flights were temporarily diverted from their original course when hijackers briefly gained control of the aircraft communication service. Fortunately, the pilots worked with international air traffic officials to regain control and safely reach their destination with only a minor delay. Some aircraft are equipped with two-way multi-mode communication systems which enable pilots to switch between communication channels if anomalies are detected. The incident occurred in airspace controlled by an Iran-backed militant group. All right. And <clears throat> all right. So um Josh Mason is our local uh pilot uh who might have some thoughts on this. Um now this story obviously is very sensational. Aircrafts hijacked. Here's the deal. The communication systems was hijacked. It wasn't like all of a sudden um it, it's suspected to be Iranian threat actors. It, it's not like all of a sudden they were piloting the plane and this was like diehard two. Where they're like, ugh, like, ugh, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and fly you wherever we want. No, like they took down the comms. Um, remember, communications are radio based, so technically you could just blast as much noise into the uh, space as you want, and blast it omnidirectional. And if the aircraft is flying through it, then you disrupt their uh, communications. Uh, very serious, though. Obviously, you want. Um, you want open communications. You don't like when you're flying, like the last thing you want is anything that's abnormal. Um, so I don't know what their end goal was. If it was just terror to terrorize these, um, these airlines or these pilots or the uh, passengers on, um, they're, they're flying over Iran, uh, from Thailand to Israel. I don't know if, you know, the idea here is that they, they divert flights and fly basically around Iran uh, instead of over Iran, but uh, it is what it is. Um, congratulations to the pilots and air traffic control uh, for regaining uh, control over the communication system. I feel like that's what pilots are really for. Like we could make planes fly themselves. Pilots are there as humans to interact when there is uh, something abnormal happening. That's that's kind of what I think is more um, appropriate. Uh, but anyways, if you're working in aviation, this should certainly pick your ears up. I do want to point out really quickly, um, if you're interested in this story and other stories like it, DEFCON has a aviation village. I'll, I'll give a couple aviation things here. It's called Aerospace Village. And DEFCON's had it for some time. Uh, so if you're interested in this particular space, you know, airports, air traffic management, aircraft in space, um, HACASAT, those type of things, uh, go check that out. Also, also, if you didn't know, uh, if you work in aviation, which I know is a bit of a niche industry, um, there is an ISAC, Information Sharing and Analysis Center, for the aviation industry. So if you are not a member of an ISAC and you work in this industry, uh, you should absolutely check this out. I was a member of the healthcare ISAC for a while. I was a member of REN ISAC, which is the higher education one. Um, the value of an ISAC is really dependent on the community that is composing the ISAC. But um, at a minimum, you should absolutely check it out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know this particular one if it's good or not. But uh, and I'm also finding out right now, Josh Mason. Uh, works at Aerospace Village. So if you do go to Aerospace Village at DEF CON this year, uh, do say hello to Josh Mason. He is a delight. Um, 
Also, I see Deb Wigley in chat with the silver badging or the yellow badging. Hello, Deb. Good to see you. Good morning. All right, guys. Here we go. Let's pivot, pivot, pivot. All right. Quick show today. We got a couple minutes here. Remember, um, if you were here just for the news, I want to thank all of you very much for being here. I hope you got value from the show. Reminder that later today at 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, episode eight, the final episode of season one of Cyber Starters. It's a new podcast that Ryan Lairvik and I launched where we're basically helping uh, people who wanted, this is really focused on cybersecurity startups and business. I am a entrepreneur. Ryan is an entrepreneur. There's a lot of scrapes and bruises that I have from becoming a business person with no MBA, no business background. I, I'm just trying to figure it out myself. And I thought it would be advantageous to share this knowledge and the knowledge of others in the industry. Um, and today, Heath Adams from TCM Academy is coming on as our guest to round out season one. So if you're around, if you're interested in that type of content, uh, come back at 1 p.m. and uh, hang out with us. It's all about good times. All right, I see my friend Eric Taylor in chat. Reminder, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have to go to the Citadel and teach, but the demand signal is so high for jawjacking, which I love, that um, we have, on Tuesdays, Eric Taylor will continue the jawjacking stream, and on Thursdays, um, DJ BSEC will push the jawjacking stream. So we got you guys covered. Like I said, great show uh, for you today. And we're just halfway through it. So I'm going to go teach. Let's go ahead and bring on. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Check this out. And uh, if you didn't know this week. Hold on. Hold on one second. If you didn't know. The, the lovely uh, Kimberly can fix it is reminding me here. This Thursday, Simply Cyber Live. Every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We do a one hour industry interview sandra lou aka with sandra she does cybersecurity and uh, lifestyle content huge instagram presence uh she's gonna be our guest this thursday and then next thursday uh you guys know him john hammond's coming on the the real john hammond not the one from jurassic park uh is gonna come on and we're gonna be talking to john fireside chat about his new business that he's spinning up with the homsec John Hammond might want to go check out Cyberstarters too, since he's getting into the uh, the space. But yeah, all all good times. We got great content for you guys. I told you I'm getting serious in 2024 on the media side of things now that Cyber 101 has launched, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So hopefully you can join us. Let's go ahead and grab Eric Taylor, looking sharp with a fresh haircut. Eric Taylor, how are you, sir? What's going on, bud? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm I'm awesome, actually. I'm okay. I didn't, I didn't want to like get into all this. I didn't sleep that great last night. I, I had to, I did the show yesterday morning and then I drove immediately drove to Georgia and then uh, picked up my youngins because they were with aunties uh, for the weekend and then drove directly back from Florida. So I ate a bunch of like fast food crap yesterday, mm -hmm. which my body does not process very well. So I'm feeling a little, bleh. and now I've got to go teach, which I'm not super pumped about. Uh, but Today's show, or today's show, today's class is all about industrial espionage. So I'll be educating the Citadel cadets on, you know, Threat Actor Academy, how to how to commit espionage. 
It's interesting that ThreadActoracademy.com is an actual domain that's being has already been purchased. <laughs> I love it. You might want to goose your mic up just a little bit, Eric. Guys, I'm Jerry, your chat. Thanks so much. I leave you in the trusty hands of one Eric Taylor. Be well, and I'll see you guys at 1 p.m. Eastern time for CyberStarters. Take care. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Let me switch up my screens real quick. I do have two quick bonus stories that kind of dropped, so I do want to share this with everybody. Let me bring up my desktop. Let me switch that around and bring this up. Let's get a little bit of music in here. Let me know if that's too loud. I am watching Mod Chat, so mods, if you're still hanging out. So I did see a question come in before we... So Space Tacos asked, question for Eric Taylor, why do you use a sea shanty? I love it, just curious why you chose it. Honestly, because I liked it. So that's literally why. There was a, I'll bring this up, so. Bring this up on another window. Oh, everything is dragging today. All right, here we go. So let me turn off this. Let me switch the screens. And Rachel Talbach is actually the one who I messaged her on Twitter. And she was kind enough to, who allowed me to do this as part of my, um, my exit. So I will be quiet. You can listen to the whole song real quick while I'm getting a couple of things ready over here. Whose passwords laid across all sites, they were the same, a criminal then found their fame by taking that data to gold. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go. The kid then noticed strange behavior. There had been a login failure. The used password was their traitor. It was already owned. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go. Now our friend quickly learn their lesson. Don't reuse passwords. Turn on to step and store the new. A password manager encrypted wherever they go. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go. All right, so that's a little sea shanty. That's where we originally got it. And thanks to uh, Rachel Tobak, who allowed me to use it on our exit uh, video. With that, I want to dive into the two stories. So we did hear about earlier the uh, Lockbit group being impacted, right? Everybody remembers that. So 
Let's actually shift these screens around this way. So breaking news update, ladies and gentlemen, breaking, 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 just hot off the wire, at least on my feed. In a major international operation, law enforcement agencies have arrested two key members of the LockBit ransomware gang, seized over 200 crypto wallets, and released a decryption tool to aid victims. This crackdown disrupts one of the most aggressive ransomware groups, offering a glimmer of hope for businesses worldwide. Executives are urged to stay vigilant and enhance cybersecurity measures to protect against future threats. Yep, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The international team came together. They took down LockBit. You know, we are seeing in the dark web and some of the chat forums that a lot of their operations are still, uh, they're still there. They are working on spinning up just like Black Cat did. They just opened up a new tour address and they were back to business as, as normal. The only thing that's going to really suck is, you know, if for some reason the FBI is not able to decrypt these impacted victims already, that the they may not understand, you know, to go to a new navigation site, things of that nature, and kind of go from there so that's kind of interesting but anyway i will post that here in the feed also if you are running a screen connect by ConnectWise, i didn't do an audio story about this one but i will post this in the chat as well please be advised you know you probably already seen the emails you probably already seen things coming out and all that but if you have an on-premise uh, screen connect server Please, 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 for the love of everything holy and righteous and just, please patch your Screen Connect server. Uh, we did have two clients under our IR retainer that actually said that they were having problems with licensing. So it may have been that they pushed out this patch a little too quickly and it's not communicating with the licensing server. Everybody else seems to be going well, but um, we'll see how that kind of goes. Uh, one thing, if I can, a little self-promotion, if you don't mind. We actually started doing, well, let's see. We actually started doing the Tabletop Thursday. So if you're following me on LinkedIn, definitely follow the Barricade Cyber, because that's where Kimberly can fix it, a.k.a. Marketing Manager for Barricade Cyber Solutions is there, but uh, if you have not seen, we are starting to do Tabletop Thursdays, and we actually have it here on our home screen, Tabletop Thursdays, so this is a, a new thing that we are pushing out. It will come out every Thursday, so if you are struggling coming up with topics to talk about in an engaging thing, I kind of, it's really just a lobby up, if you will, of ideas for you to have for conversation starters and it's like hey what do we do in this scenario and it would be up to you and your entire team to really go down that rabbit hole you know like if i backed up and took out the power pole and your generator doesn't work uh you know what would you do you know, except for send everybody home um but it's kind of interesting but anyway Let's see. Let's get over to the questions. Let me cue back up some music. Let me turn that down on my ear because that is definitely loud on me. 
Alpha Sierra, welcome Eric Taylor with a dolphin. Good to see you, Alpha Sierra. Uh, SSD, did you see the I dash soon leaks? I have not seen that. I will make a note right now. I will take a look at that after the show. Cyber Butterfly. I'm still looking for that song in YouTube. I can't find it. I think I posted a link to it. Did I? Maybe not. If not, here it is again. Space Tacos, Common for Eric, the Sea Shanty is an echo. Yeah, as soon as I, I heard it, Space Tacos, it was, it was a no-brainer. I'm like, this is awesome. Christopher Young, is she even involved in cybersecurity? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, she is. Gosh, I can't remember. So, yep, she's a you know, known hacker and the CEO of Social Proof Security. And you probably can't see that because I've got the windows all jacked up. Wait a second. So yeah, she's definitely she's definitely in the space. So definitely look her up. She goes some amazing talks. She's she's definitely one of those people. If she talks, be quiet and listen. Lorazo Riviera, the dolphin reminds me of SpongeBob episode when you're cursing. Exactly. And there were so many people that post do like the dog and do other items that I wanted to be different and but the dolphin just resonated so. J.E. and Michael Hunters just posted about their finds on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Mm. Anyway. I don't want to get on a massive soapbox here today, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been around for a while, you know I, I I love some of the folks that are working at Huntress, but I just don't care for Huntress as an organization. But I will. So if y'all have any questions, please post it into the chat. Going back through. No one suspects the dolphin. That's right. We're going to have a light question day today. Oh, here we go. Got a question in here. I recently signed up for an online course for cybersecurity testing. With a Raspberry Pi, do you think it's a practical way to do things, or is it just a bit of gimmick, a gimmick product? So, yeah, it is a little bit of a gimmick project, but it will help you advance your understanding of way 
tools work, things of that nature. So it's a good test learning ground for you to work on, right? So. So Christopher, just to let you know, I am not Dr. Gerald Ozier. I am Eric Taylor with Barricade Cyber Solutions, but I would do my best to answer. How does your tabletop Thursday differ from the SE Actionable Intel weekly email? To much a regret, I don't really look at Dr. Gerald Ozier's emails very often. I just, I'm flooded with emails and I am so down in the weeds of dealing with my day-to-day -day and ingesting threat intel and stuff like that. We really have a very narrow focus on digital forensics and incident response. But we, um, I would say from what I do remember of his emails, that it is a summary of things to pay attention to, things to be aware of, things of that nature. Uh, the Tabletop Thursdays is a discussion to help build out a digital forensics response, or not a response, an incident response plan. And it doesn't have to be ransomware. Incident response does not have to be ransomware. It doesn't have to be malware. It doesn't have to be any of those things. An incident response is something has happened to impact the functionality of your business and you have to respond. That's the basics of it. So Tabletop Thursdays are designed for that. Come up with conversations. How would we respond if X, Y, or Z hand was handled? Right? The first one was a CRM. It does have a little bit of a threat actor supply chain in it. But we're coming up with different scenarios, different topics to really expand. And that way you can create that book. Hey, if, you know, if the CEO got hit by a bus tomorrow, what happens? Right? I mean, it's kind of stupid, but, you know, have you gamified that at all? Does the vice president step up? Does the vice president have the credentials? Or is there a cut sheet that the attorney has when he's doing a transfer of power? To, from the president to the new pre, uh, CEO or new president coming into the organization, you know, that, hey, here is the golden ticket of information. There you go. So it, it's stuff to consider, stuff to think about. And, you know, that way you're just not hit by a bus, if you will. All right, just answered that one. Oh, no worries. So, J.E. Michael, my, you don't have to apologize at all, bud. It's my, it's my job to do points of clarification. No idea about that one. Uh, just watched an interview with a manager. Uh, he stated there was two million open cybersecurity jobs in the U.S. alone before even counting other nations yep yeah there's that's something that we're struggling with right so i don't know i, I can get on a massive soapbox everything is a vulnerable like a camera including QNAP. <laughs> eric are you presenting anywhere soon and what would be the topic were if you were Travis, I do not have any presentations scheduled. The until you know everybody here pretty much knows, but until my middle child, youngest son, gets out of the ICU, I'm not really planning anything until he is on the other side of it. 
So once he's on that, uh, once he's released out of the ICU, we've cleared a lot of the hurdles from the trans uh, complications of the heart transplant. We will look at, you know, doing and getting things set up. But right now I'm too scared to even commit. Um, why, what's wrong with Huntress? Oh, Ion. If you're gonna be at Wawa Hackenfest, come find me. I'll talk, I'll talk privately with, about that. How much Linux do you need to get started into Blue Team? Would you recommend Linux Professional Institute? Eddie, I don't know if you need to know any Linux to be Blue Team. You know, if if the organization, I would say know your basic commands, know how to navigate, know where the forensic artifacts are in the Linux in case something ever happened. But if you are applying for an organization that may not have Linux in there, it may not be of importance to them, right? Um, bear with me one second. I need to go up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. So sorry about that. But yeah, the answer to the question, unless it's, it's like saying you went and got a Cisco CCNA application. Well, it's good to know that those practical skills, do you, is it going to really benefit the company that you're applying at? I don't know. So. They won't let me tag you because I'm probably not on LinkedIn or I'm not active in YouTube right now. I think it only will tag you if you're active. I'm under the uh, company manager right now. Tabletop a newsletter. Maybe. I, I can see the merit of that. But the, right now, I think the I will jot that down. That is an interesting Because doing the newsletter aspect of things would give the ability for me to say, what about this? What about this? What about this? Versus a YouTube short. I'm going to still keep the YouTube shorts. I think they're a great way to start a conversation. But maybe we have a, a newsletter like, hey, what about, you know, have you considered X, Y, Z? Things of that nature. So that's something, that's something good to take away. I like that idea. How can one monitor hacker form chatter without getting in trouble by doing that? Toasty, there's nothing illegal about monitoring something that's publicly accessible, whether it's local or if it's, um, you know, on the dark web or whatever. There's, there's nothing illegal about that. It's what you do with that information that can, can be considered illegal. But when do you think we'll have a truly first AI ransomware event and about before the year is out, do you have anyone who is driving the effort for anti-malware AI? 
So the starts of using AI in like ChatGPT, BART, or whatever the heck the thing is called now, the Azure GPT, whatever, there's people starting to create the starts of a ransomware payload with that. A fully gen generated AI, a full AI threat actor, like they came in, they compromised your network, they actually did the data exfiltration and they did the encryption. I don't think we're far off from it. We're probably about a year or two, I would suspect. But it's also, I know this is very buzzwordy, but making sure that you have an, a true EDR that has, you know, AI learning in it and has machine learning in it. So that way you're trying to get both of it. So, you know, a lot of the legacy is, you know, just signature based your web route, your ESET, things of that nature. And, you know, while I'm not trying to throw any of them under the bus by any means, you really need to advance your security stack. You really do. A lot of the stuff is the quote unquote tech debt as much as I hate using that word, but it is legacy. It is, it is crazy. George, what is up, buddy? Are you back from vacation yet? You and I are way, way overdue to get together. I'm telling you what, man. Going through the chat chat. Hunter Strong. So yeah, Nightbot posted this. We so that campaign is ended. Mrs. Barricade, aka HR, where she's kind of done with it because the last campaign got really messed up with Bonfire. I'm talking with marketing. We may put this out on our merch site. Oh, we didn't even can I do another shameless plug. We actually, I think we actually launched this. Is it going to work? Is it going to work? Yay, it works. So merch.barricadecyber.com. You know, we got some, some of the new stuff there. So we're thinking about standing up a, uh, this is the one that some people were really, really eager about seeing. So this is the version two of the cybersecurity, the, the few, the proud, the paranoid. So if you're interested in that, you know, we, this is one where <laughs> I didn't know this one was live yet, but this is one that we've been messing with. If you don't know me, I, you know, I've always talked about RDP being a ransomware deployment protocol. So apparently we got that one out now. So if you're interested in any of that, but we're thinking about doing a separate channel on Printify for Barricade Cyber or for the Hunter Strong. We're working on a couple of different ideas outside of Bonfire, but I just like the way Bonfire shirts are. They're so, so comfy. And don't get me wrong, the Printify ones are good too, but they're really, really, Bonfire does a really decent job on their shirts. So um, I would say keep an eye on HunterStrong.com. I bought that domain a little while ago, so if we do an update, we'll post it there and move the site over and things like that. So, 
I love it, Space Tacos. T tell me that's not one of the most comfortable shirts you've got, ever had. I, I swear, that's so darn comfy. Cyber, I know you didn't you didn't ask this, but yes, this has been something that's been a pain point. A lot of the cookie cutter job applications have been really, really. Well, I do think a lot of them are just over the top. The entry level what you need for entry level is just ridiculous. I agree. Linux is just nice to know. And unless you're working for, like I said before, unless you're working for an organization, yep, exactly. Now, a lot of the, some of the line of business apps and things like that will start using some Linux. They're, they're using, a, if you're going to look at knowing Linux, I would say look at Ubuntu, look at, if you, I can't remember, can you still get a free edition of Red Hat? For at least 90 days, I think. Well, no, the since the Red Hat, I think a lot of the language transferred over. So, yeah, learn Ubuntu. It seems Red Hat and Ubuntu is the uh, the common ones, right? AI ransomware threat and an anti-malware. Do you have any good knowledgeable people working on a solution? I think I answered this one, didn't I? No OPSEC info. I know there's people talking about it. Right now I've been focused on some of the cases and I'm working on trying to ensure that the new Microsoft AI tools that they are launching is actually being ingested into the 365 tenancy just because we've we've had a couple calls already where none of them actually turn into legitimate cases but they're asking if um, you know there's a way to track down you know did the person did person a have access and actually view the the information for the c-suite things of that nature right That's right. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to click that one. George, you already know the answer, but I know, uh, I know you're just kind of you know, asking for general. But we highly recommend the. Uh, give me a sec. Being pinged by marketing. There you go, Miss Kimberly. Uh, but yeah, we we exclusively use um, CrowdStrike EDR in our organization. So 
Uh, Sentinel One is really good. It you got to really make sure that you're so anything with an EDR. So let me take a step back. Anything with an EDR, you got to make sure you're getting the proper bolt-ons and add-ons and stuff like that. You know, if you're just getting the basic application, you're not getting a lot of the added protections and things of that nature. So always make sure you're getting. Find out what all bolt-ons and add-ons and things of that nature that they offer with the EDR product. You know, while just Falcon by itself is a good one, it doesn't give you a lot of the threat hunting. It doesn't give you a lot of the um, the vulnerability management and things of that nature. And I know the same thing with Sentinel One. You have like your core, you have a premium or whatever, and then you have one that has the integrated sock that's part of it, which is like CrowdStrike's alternative to uh their overwatch aspect of things um i know the carbon black one is highly used a lot so those are the three that i would strongly take a look at if you're going to be looking at an edr again crowdstrike that's what i use it's what i highly recommend that's what Eric, even i are even our ir retainers will get crowdstrike as part of that engagement Again, Sentinel One, as long as you're getting not just the core, but get the some of the upgrades, that's a really good one. And take a look at Carbon Black as well. If you were not such a dope IT cyber nerd, what would you be doing for work instead? I would probably be either a Sparky electrician again, or still. Um, I, I was on the path. I was a industrial electrician for many years. Uh, was even started going to school to become uh, electrical en uh, engineer. Is that what? A degree in electrical engineering so i was going to go down that rabbit hole got like two years into it just well it, it, it was okay it's just it, i didn't care for it much it was like all right you know i'm just doing this to find a job type of thing so oh that's right we did not make official an official announcement yet of the new merch site so there you go Yep, ransomware deployment protocol. The only AI that we have mm, We have some in CrowdStrike what comes natively to that we haven't messed with charlotte or any of the other stuff that they're coming out with just because our tenant is a little bit older um our all of our tenant is set to be upgraded soon from splunk over to logstash and some it's going to cause some some long nights for me updating all of our queries and everything like that so um gonna go there george i think uh but it's at merch.barricadecyber.com. We'll take you over to our Printify page. Merch.barricadecyber.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
We've got the questions rolling in and there's 199 of you beautiful, beautiful people. Yes, it is space tacos. Yes, it is. Yep, so Kimberly can fix it posted. All right, to catch up. Did I miss Chuck's? What are some recommendations of yours around get those who have seen to want to ingest content from various sources? Any tips to improve efficiency around news, podcasts, labs, etc.? Honestly, I've been using Feedly.com, um, and we've been kind of using that, but we've actually created a Teams channel and just having uh, Microsoft Power Automate pull RSS feeds into it i know dr gerald osher wanted me to create we have one that's called uh, uh mod news because dr gerald was just thinking about considering going away from the CISO series i think he's talked about this openly publicly if not i think i just let a cat out of the bag just change that music up the so we've been pushing that trying to figure out some automation because i use chat gpt and a speak Kai or something like that some other plugin i forget what it is to help render create a short story do the audio but unless we're going to start ingesting every story and then repost it it's going to it's going to eat up some some major marketing capital so trying to figure out a good way but yeah so to answer your question i think we're going to pivot maybe and at least add a news channel in discord i do need to get back with dr joe dozier about that i know it was discussed and considered is rocky a free version of red hat i don't know what rocky is except for rocky balboa the movie Yeah, there you go. There's one. Yeah, there is a community one. That's right. I would have to say drone flying. I've so here's a tidbits Tuesday since it's doing that. Um, I've wanted for a long time to get my pilot's license and. Uh, HR, aka Mrs. Barricade, was uh, actually two years ago, right before, or it was right during, I forget the, the whole pandemic of COVID. Um, I know we're not going to get into political if it was a sham or not, but the she actually bought, was going to buy for Christmas a, a fully th uh, funded class or whatever for that, but the, the prices for vehicles, the prices for or prices for planes and fuel and everything are so astronomically high right now. So drone flying is a pretty cool alternative. You know, I could spend 
You know, I can drive around our area, you know, for an hour and just fly the drone for a little bit and get some great aerial footage. And no, it's not the same thing as being in a pilot seat, but I do think it's a pretty cool alternative for now until some of these prices of stuff starts really coming down. Then I'll probably go get my pilot. And I got to lose a little bit more weight too. It's going to be hard for my fatness to sit behind a pilot's um, pilot stick there. As a leader of a comp of a company, how much in-house training do you do for newer employees that need to level up their skills, Robert? So, I mean, we're very small, so it's kind of one of those things. Like Joseph or somebody will be like, "Hey, I need a couple hours. I'm going to go, you know, over on IT Pro TV or whatever they're called now, um, or you know, we're going to adjust some some other content or whatever." I'm like, "Sure, okay." I mean, I don't I don't mind learning on the clock so to speak right as long as you just don't fall too far behind of your daily activities so yeah casually joseph uh he, he did it. so i was interested back to the two bit tidbits tuesday i've been interested in the the drone thing for a little while uh, casually Joseph has one and brought it over and we flew around a neighborhood and all that so you know that was kind of the hook and you know we tried doing some of the cheaper drones but they would just fly off with the, the fart of a wind so I actually dropped some money and as soon as Hunter gets out of the hospital I've got a drone for him I've got a drone due to an Amazon mix-up that they don't care about getting a spare drone back whatever my benefit um but yeah there is so much overhead to maintaining a plane i do know there's the like rideshare version of plane so you can get into like a, a flight club or plane club or whatever it's called but yeah So how do you handle the pressure and stress that comes with investigating cyber incidents and potential data breaches? I'm sure the clients typically call in a panic. Yeah, nobody ever calls Christopher and like, hi, how's your day? Everything's peachy over here. Honestly, I try to get up. I try to do, I try to walk the neighborhood. Um, from where my house is, if I walk all the way around, not going into the new phase two of the new construction of our area, um and then walk back i got about a mile in a little bit over a mile um so and that takes about 20 30 minutes or whatever because of, of that you know but it's um it's a way to get out and you know i got a traeger smoker and flat rock and i love cooking outside so I like to do that in a case for me, me being bored and the rest of the team wondering if I'm going to break something. Is Radware being used anywhere or is it more of an enthusiast utility? James Lynch? Hold on. I don't even know what that is. Let me look this up. Why is my... There we go. 
Now I know the screen is small. Just give me a second to type this in. Free of reversing toolkit, sort of simple. Now this is why I don't know about it. It's reverse engineering, and I'm not in that space. Um. While I, again, don't really care for hunters very much, but. Can I not search in YouTube on the, I guess not. I do think John Hammond is incredible. Dude is very, very smart. Let's see if he's got anything on this. I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything jump out on that one so and he does a lot of stuff so maybe I think he would be one that would be better posed to answer that question again I do a little bit of reverse engineering but not really that much to speak intelligently on it right it's one of those things I am I'm enough, I know enough to be dangerous type of thing. I know how to reverse engineer and say, okay, yep, this is actually a malicious payload, things of that nature, but getting down into the nuts and bolts and reading that, you know, C plus and all that code and everything. I can't, I, that's not me. I'm not that guy. Oh yeah, Cento says, that's the other one I was trying to think of. Thank you. Okay, look at that, Gary dropping the knowledge. Appreciate it. Oh, Gary with the dad jokes. What did I show off? I forget. Let's kind of scroll up the pain. Not sure what being spoke about. I think that, George, I think that's the plugin I'm actually using, now that you say it. Speech KI is what I'm, I don't know how this compares to what you're referring to, George, but speech ki.org is the plugin I'm using with ChatGPT. So again, the workflow is we 
have ChatGPT. We'll crawl the website, create a 15 minute or 15 second audio. Uh, then it will pump it over there, create the audio version. I use the same uh, the same speaker ID, just for that consistent feel. So. Yeah, I think, I think we're talking about the same plugin. May have just been a mistype. On our website, there's there's not a merch link store on barricadecyber.com. Just go to merch.barricadecyber.com to be linked over. M-E-R-C-H dot barricadecyber.com. If you're talking about my site anyway, if not, sorry, I'll shut up. Awesome. I'm glad I could be of help, sir. Dude, helicopters are cool as well. I have looked into some drone racing. It is absolutely nuts. There was one. Have you seen this one? Hold on. We'll we'll, we'll go full ADHD for a second here. Um, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, they've actually started. So just Google 150 mile an hour, mile per hour storm chasing drone. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're not using a DJI to fly in into a storm. I don't think it's, don't get me wrong. I've got two DJIs myself. Uh, yeah, tornado destroyed my, yeah. It's gonna freaking rip it a new backside. It's gonna rip it a new. But there are, there's one, I think it was this one. No, but there was one dude that created like a 150 mile an hour drone. And they were using it to start going into storm chasing and stuff like that. So. Dude. This one, look at the thumbnail on this one. It is above the clouds and it's a DJI F550. Okay, y'all sending me down a rabbit hole now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so this is just a kit. It's first Hexbook platform designed for all pilots for fun. I don't, I don't understand what it does though. Yeah, shut up.
Oh. So it actually puts allows you to do more motors on. Or no, this is a this is a starter kit, isn't it? I'll have to look into this a little one, a little bit more. I'm I'm sure Ma, uh, the chat is freaking screaming it, what exactly it is. I know Joseph, but with the uh, with especially with our current area, or even with the the consumer non-licensed drones, you can only go up to 500 meters. So I do want to get potentially a drone license so that way I can get a bigger drone and go a little bit higher and you know ha really have some fun. All right, let me see if I can try to get caught up on some questions. I really dislike DJI. I'm sorry. Why? Why do you dislike DJI? I mean, I know it's freaking foreign company creating the stuff, but um, I was actually digging into the uh, their timestamping uh, stuff for forensics and stuff like that, and creating an article or doing that. So, and y'all, let me know in chat. Would it be beneficial? I mean, I know there's companies out there that like 13 cubed and you know john strand and his whole uh team of ninjas over there are just really really fantastic but would it be beneficial for someone like me and do, would you think you'll get value doing like different type of forensics like hey this is what this artifact shows and this artifact shows and they'll be pretty short i would imagine i, I can't imagine doing a whole big long drawn out one but you know i just don't know how well that will resonate in the space right so um think about it and i will create a poll i think i can do that can i do that in restream or i have to do it in youtube itself but yeah i gotta do it in youtube um i'll try to see uh if we can be able to create a poll in one of the discord channels or something like that i'd love to see you know some some insight if that would be beneficial i mean i just don't want to create content just to create content right so if it's not gonna be beneficial to anybody i'm not gonna waste anybody's time christopher absolutely well christopher i'm, I'm assuming that's referring to the dgi no mine doesn't require constant eyesight there, we, so I'm able to fly mine like 500 meters or unlimited meters away, right? So here, hold on a second. Can uh, I actually need to go on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think this one drone footage. Content. 
Okay, so this one is public. And please, by all means, please, for the love of Pete, don't subscribe to my personal YouTube page. Um, it really is just a dumpster fire just for me to put out random stuff. You're not going to see a whole lot of whatever informational stuff on there, right? But, like, I took off from, you know, our dock. And I'm literally just flying all over the place. Like, I I think the drone clocked me at, like, 2,000 meters away. So, and I am live way, 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 way over here. So, um, you don't really need that good of a line of sight. You just got to, the signal's got to be good. I have found, though. If you're using your phone, it doesn't work quite as well. But I don't think you can be able to live stream with your phone either. But it, again, it's a learning curve. It's something I'm just messing with. So. So I actually, in my airspace, I have 500. Um, you can definitely look at NDGI. You can look at your allowed. Um, what is it? What is the proper turn? I, I'm going to butcher the proper turn. I'm just going to say this right now. But your unregulated airspace, if you will, or free fl flying airspace, I guess, uh, where I live is 500 meters. Now, granted, I can't fly that near the airports. And, you know, me and Kaiser Joseph was actually looking at that uh, about a month or two ago. So I'm trying to see, you know, can we actually watch, you know, planes land and where would be a good spot? Just messing around and stuff like that. Thought it'd be kind of cool, but we never got around to any of that. All right, so seeing in the mod chat. Okay, cool. So we do have a couple of people that would be interested in some of the videos. Okay. Um, IDS tools and practices for mobile platforms would be a neat project. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about doing the drone. I went through and did some forensic analysis on the Apple Watch and what is being sent back. Uh, to the iPhone and things of that nature, right? So, so let me try to get caught up. We'll stick around for a few more moments. Got another person saying, I'm going to assume that you're talking about, you know, a, li a little bit of a quick snap uh, snippets videos of, hey, if you get a type of case like this, this is the type of stuff you want to do.
how many likes, to, thumbs up do we have in here? We have 153 of you beautiful people here. 190 thumbs up. Awesome, awesome. I don't know about that, Christopher Young, but thank you so much for the kind words. I'm just one fella that's trying to make an impact in what what I do. Yeah, final last call. You know, we're, we're, it's like a bar. Last call. Last call for alcohol. Mods have been so awesome. Thank you for Kimberly Can Fix It, Casually Joseph, and any other mods that are in the Discord that's hung out and kind of helped facilitate this thing. I greatly appreciate this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that, I guess we will wrap this up for the for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate everybody just hanging out and just jaw jacking and, you know, shooting the trash, if you will, just because I can't say the other word. Um, you understand where I'm going on, but, you know, there's a, an, an interesting phrase that I want you to remember. This has kind of changed a lot of the stuff that you know when i started doing a lot of my pen testing and stuff like that life is boring unless you're willing to break the rules stay curious my friends with that we'll see you all next time take care there once was a kid whose passwords laid across all sites they were the same a criminal then found their fame by taking that data to go. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content and we'll see you in the next one. One.